Hello, I'm William Gallagher. I'm the author of the BFI, the British Film Institute's book, BFI TV Classics, The Bider Beck Affair, from the BFI, and Palgrave Macmillan. Um, it's about the late Alan Plater's 1980s drama, and this is the first in a series of official Bider Beck podcasts. I don't know why that amuses me, the idea of Bider Beck and podcasts. There's words don't really go together. Uh, one of the points of the podcast, of course, is to support the book, but also I'm hoping to use this as a way to bring you some extras. In a moment, I'll show you what I've got for now for this first edition, a particular video interview. Uh, but, uh, but first, what's coming next is a series of audio podcasts that I just want to explain, specifically audio commentary podcasts. Now, if you have the Bidebeck series to watch, I particularly like this network DVD release, you'll be able to play my commentary alongside it. And my commentary, it points out specific details of the series of certain scenes. But more than that, it just tells you reams of stories that I couldn't quite cram into the book. And actually, it probably tells you stories that I could and that I did cram in there. Listen, buy the book anyway. Yeah? Um, so, you know, I have recorded audio commentaries for episode one of The Beiderbeck Affair this itself, uh, one of its sequel, The Beiderbeck Tapes, episode one of the tapes, and I think you may possibly be ahead of me here. I did one as well for episode one of the final show, The Beiderbeck Connection. But, ah, ah, there's a reason to buy the book. Find out in here why The Beiderbeck Connection was not the end of The Beiderbeck Saga. In fact read the next part of the saga yourself in here included right here in my non-fiction book about the series is a previously unpublished slice of Beiderbeck fiction a short story by Alan Plater himself I am just so ecstatic that I got that for us it is only small it's a slice of San Quentin high life but it's special and special to me too because I can actually tell you exactly where I was when I decided that I had to, that I just had to get that in. I mean, I'd found it in Alan's correspondence and things, but none of the other BFI TV classics books have done fiction. It's a, it's a big range of very good books in this range, but none of them have done fiction before. And I've never negotiated fiction to publish, plus just squeezing it in. That was going to be tough. But I was in the kitchen at Alan Plater's house. Um, Alan's widow and my friend, Shirley Rubinstein, We'd just finished the interview I did with her for the book, and I was explaining about what I'd found at the whole history archive and the Alan Plater collection there in Alan's correspondence too. And it, actually, it just became obvious that it had to go in. And I've got to thank Shirley for that. I've also got to thank Alexandra Khan, Alan's agent, for sorting out the permissions to include. And equally, the BFI's Rebecca Barden. She was my commissioning editor. She got it. You know, she understood how important this was to the book and we got it in yeah and this does bring me actually to today and this podcast um so i was there i just interviewed shirley i got this idea she was actually the first person i interviewed for the whole book and now she's also the very last for once it was done uh once i had an actual copy that she could read uh i did a second interview this one i did for you this one I shot on video. This is Shirley Rubinstein. It's wonderful to have a book on the affair coming out. I really never dreamt that this would be possible. 
and to have William writing it, who has known us for so long and knows the Beidebeck series so well, is such a comfort. And the book is terrific and is a lasting tribute to Upland. Uh, I'm going to admit, since it's just you and me, that I was actually rather choked by that. Um, I did that very male cough. <clears throat> oh, yes. Yeah, you see the match kind of thing. If I didn't already know that that never fools anybody, I now know it's a right pain when you talk so closely, you have to kind of slice yourself out of the video before broadcasting to the world that you're a complete Egypt. And I think I've just done that anyway. You're going to hear me in a second in the next bit. I wasn't able to squeak out in time. Yeah. Um, Bidebeck is personal. Of course it is. I think Bidebeck becomes personal to everyone who watches it. I mean, everyone who watches it and likes it. Uh, Big Al, Little Norm, Average Size Mrs Swinburne, Trevor Chaplin, of course, uh, Peterson, the man with no name. It's not like they become friends. Of course, they're not family. Go with family. Yes, go with family. The joy of the entire Bidebeck saga is in this family of characters. Not really at all in the plots of the series. But I do have, I've always found an extra personal part to Bidebeck because, okay, here I am uh, with my first book, and you may possibly have picked up that it's about the Bidebeck affair, that it's about Alan Plater. I told you it's published by the British Film Institute. But way back in the 1980s, my first big article as a magazine journalist was about the Bidebeck affair. It was about Alan Plater. And it was published by the British Film Institute. So Bidebeck has been an important part of my career. But also, because of that first interview, I got to meet and become friends with Alan Plater and with Shirley Rubenstein. Uh, now, I loathe when uh, videos, documentaries, books even, claim that there's a real-life source for famous fiction. I think it damages writers, actually. If you say, for example, J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter because she has uh, had a neighbour that wore glasses. She worked. Alan Plater worked. But people who knew Alan and who know Shirley... No, actually, let, let Shirley tell you this story. I started writing by the back about the time that we had got together and the whole world was in Technicolor. It was all very bright and very lovely and we were both open to doing things that we had never thought possible before. And so Bidebeck became, not overtly, but inspired by Alan and Shirley having adventures in a way they had never before thought possible. Shirley Rubenstein. Right, time to explain the rest of this podcast series. If you're not already watching this through iTunes or from my own site, williamgallagher.com, would you please do toddle over there uh, to get the rest of this series, a series of podcast audio commentaries. And with those in one hand, please, uh, BYOB, bring your own Bidebeck. 
I said this at the start, but I really do. I recommend. There have been a couple of DVD releases, but this one is the anniversary one from Network DVD, and I, I couldn't recommend this more if they were paying me. And actually, Network DVD were a huge help to me in the book. They couldn't have been more help to me if I was paying them. Uh, nonetheless, actually, I am supposed to be here promoting my book. You can, the, the Spider-Bick shows do crop up on TV regularly, so you could you could watch and record those. Uh, I just, I can't. I just don't look at the edited versions on TV. The near certainty that they're edited, that the TV ones now have been cut in to get uh, more of those all-important adverts that fewer and fewer of us watch anyway. I just, I can't. So, DVD, if you can. You don't have to. Actually, you can listen to all of the commentaries without watching the show. I've done that myself with a lot of podcast audio commentary series. It will occasionally get a little confusing, uh, maybe tedious, as I say. Look at little little Norm on his bike there in the back of shot. But you can handle it. That's it for this edition. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you enjoy the commentaries. And do please remember that if you have anything to say about Binebeck or there's anything I can tell you, Always email me at wg at williamgallagher.com if you fancy a natter. Take care now. Bye-bye.